Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. NFT Tones is joining us today, and I think we're going to have Gonzo joining us later in the episode, so I'm very excited for today. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Coinbase is warning its clients to transfer from Tether into USDC, telling their users to transfer into a trusted stablecoin. Matic adoption is surging despite the bear market due to large use cases from a Starbucks NFT collaboration. As Crypto.com revealed their proof of reserves, showing this exchange might be removed from the RSW index. Sam Bankman-Fried is walking into dangerous territory, announcing he will be speaking to Congress on the 13th of December. As Jim Cramer gave his thoughts on XRP, Dogecoin, and Solana, telling the world to be careful of con artists. Ripple lawyer fires back at false claims from crypto media sources as an investigation has been launched into Gary Gensler, preparing the world for proper regulation of a digital economy. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T More, uh, Warrior Academy channel. So viva la Italia, Johnny Crypto. Welcome back, my friend, and happy Friday. Thanks for being here. How you feeling? And NFT Tones, he was firing some shots, so I'm happy you're going to have a chance to respond on this Friday. Oh, the little bastard was firing shots when I wasn't around, huh? Okay, I see how it's going to be. All right, that's okay. That's okay. You know what? More importantly, it's good to be back on the show, Abs. I missed all you guys yesterday and all the Warrior Maniacs. Good morning to you all out there today. Hopefully, you're all doing well and everything finds you great. But, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. It's a Friday. Can't wait to hop into it, see what we got. And uh, looks like we even got another special guest here. Bang, look who just joined us in the house. My man Gonzo with probably the best hair in the company. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it, Gonzo. We're going straight to you, man. Thank you for making time for us this morning. NFT Tones, we're coming to you at the end, but I want to thank Gonzo for being here. We got some huge news yesterday about Tether as Coinbase is telling their users transfer their Tether into USDC. But before we dive into that, how are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling good. I'm just jumping in here last minute, so a little bit scatterbrained, but it's all good. Super excited for this weekend. I'm going to be in Arizona because we have the uh, 3T Christmas party. So that, that's going to be awesome. It sucks that, you know, the whole team can't make it because some guys are way over on the East Coast. But Shelly and I will be flying out there tonight. So that's going to be cool. Um, and yeah, I, I'll stay as long as I can, uh, Abs. But uh, definitely, it's awesome that it's Friday and I'm just super excited. Thanks, bro. Always happy to have you here. And NFT Tones, I just realized Johnny Crypto got a haircut for today's episode. And that could be because some of your comments. So how you feeling, my friend? You're looking great. Yo, I'm feeling fantastic. Johnny knows it's all funs and jokes. Um, I'm excited for today. Uh, after yesterday, damn, it was a crazy day, but I'm definitely excited for today and I'm going to bring the same energy. I'm going to keep it up. I'm excited. And yeah, let's go. Awesome, guys. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is in extreme fear this morning, Johnny Crypto. Actually, moderate fear, sitting at a 26. And that could be because of some of these daily movers as the FTT token is up over 20%. But across the board, we're getting some green price action. Let's dive into the total coin market cap. This morning, we are sitting at $857 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 38% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. 
We've got Bitcoin sitting at 17,100. Ethereum is 1,200. XRP is 38 cents. Polygon has been performing well during the bear market, sitting at 92 cents this morning, but we've got so much news planned for today. Love to go right past this and kick it to Gonzo. Gonzo, real quick, any projects that you're watching during this bear market and how are you dealing with the times right now? Some pretty chaotic times. Um, yeah, you know, I was talking to Mario the earliest morning. Uh, we, uh, I hadn't talked to him in a minute, but um, we were talking about like, hey, this the sentiment of the bottom being in. And if you look at mainstream media and just kind of like, you have those those people that have always, um, you know, not agreed with crypto, have always thrown shade on the crypto. But now you have people that were actually supporters that have now kind of flipped and kind of have started to repeat that rhetoric that, you know, crypto is going to zero, it's extinct, all kinds of different stuff. And so that just leads me to believe that, you know, we're, we're kind of at a bottom, right? Um, who knows that maybe 15.3 could have been the lowest point, you know, can we go lower? I still think we can, but I, you know, the more and more time that goes, the more indicators that flash, it's telling us that, that a bottom's in, right? And so if you have a good strategy and you continue your dollar cost average, um, which is kind of like what, what most of us do, um, that's what I've been doing. So when I hit the bottom range of something, whether it's Gala, Flow, whatever that is, um, like um, I think I bought a little bit of Flow this morning and I actually bought some Gala. Uh, this morning but but yeah um it, it's starting to feel like as far as like the emotional and the sentiment um that um we're, we're definitely either already reached a bottom or we're pretty close because it's super super negative right now gonzo we don't have a youtube followers christmas party but 2023 we should put that on the vision board johnny crypto i want to get some comments from you on what gonzo just brought up he says he thinks we're I close mean, to the it, bottom one more thing i was like i mean what else what else can go wrong right i mean we've lost the oh, 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 oh. I, don't say I, what else can go wrong there's one right i mean besides another exchange going the only other thing that can bring us down lower is tether right yeah that's the only thing you. that's left that's all that's left right is tether that's it Otherwise, I mean, everything else is just like it's not as big as FTX, right? Know, so man. if we lose Tether, that's the only thing that I can think of that brings us lower is losing no. Tether. No, what else you got? Binance. What if Binance goes down? Not. I'm not saying that it will, but what if it does? Right, yeah, of course. But all right, let's not. change the narrative. Let's stop talking about manifesting negative shit here. And let's talk about positive stuff, which I love. I love Lovestown's question here. Of, what about the YouTubers Christmas party? That's a great suggestion by the way we this guy i mean this guy gonzo does he have does he have the mute button on or something we just brought that up 30 seconds ago uh, i know but i was I, I'm, not, I'm not done i'm not done i want to address that so if you want to hang out with us, don't cut me off let me finish i'm going somewhere with this first of all that's a great suggestion which is definitely that but if you want to hang out with us it will be a freedom conference coming next year so make sure you get your nft your ex early NFT, and you actually can hang out with us. So it could be like an early Xmas party hanging out with the crew here. So uh, great, great question. Honestly, I eat my words, Johnny. I shouldn't have cut you off. Great transition yeah. there, my friends. We got 169 yeah. live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. That's just one example of why Johnny Crypto is the Italian stallion. But Johnny uh, Gonzo brought up something really important, which is that fear, uncertainty, and doubt seem to be at an all-time high. And when you talk about fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you got to mention Jim Cramer. And yesterday, we had a very telling video from Jim Cramer criticizing not only Bitcoin and Solana, but also XRP. So I know you weren't here to react to this quick video. We're going to play about 25 seconds of this short clip here and then go right back to you, Johnny. Here we go. <laughs> if it loads, here we go. 
All right, Johnny, you're going to have to give me one second here. I got some technical issues. We're about to play this Jim Cramer clip once I reload this page. But, Johnny, did you happen to see the news while I pulled this up? And what are some of your thoughts? I haven't seen it yet, so I am excited to uh, see what the well, – but I will do this while you're pulling him up. Let, let's bring – let's let's while you're bringing him up from that sprint, let's bring him up on where he is on the uh, on the. Is rap. that the video where he called XRP a scam? Is that, is that like where he says that they're a scam? Yeah, I mean – we always do the opposite of what he says, right? So that that's telling you something. If he's saying that XRP is a scam, uh, he said Solana was a scam too, then that tells you everything you need to know about like XRP and is it a time, you know, our, did we kind of find our bottom in XRP back in June when it hit 27 cents? Awesome, guys. We got 179 live listeners. Johnny Crypto, if anyone out there can send you a larger index, we may need it after this video. I'm going to let this short clip play a Jim Cramer, then we'll go right to Johnny. Here we go. It, it, it's not blockchain. Blockchain's great. But we keep complaining blockchain with the con. And I don't know how that can continue. I mean, the, this thing, all these different prices, like we put up XRP and Solana and Dogecoin. Those are all, I believe, cons. Yeah. I mean, why don't we just put up like a bunch of stocks that are valued at the same size? I, so I'm tired of the con. I thought you guys did a terrific job. We're tired of the con too, Jim Cramer. I'm not sure why you're still on TV, but Johnny Crypto, I told you I'd give you the floor. Floor is yours, my friend. Well, there's a reason why Jim. Oh, let me grab my 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 my. There's a reason why Jim sits right here. You know, he's right at the bottom. He's the king of the rat. You know, we always know he was at the top of the food chain when it comes on the rat snake weasel index, right? We know that whatever. And I used to like Jim Cramer, but the reality is, you have to do the opposite of what he says because you'll probably be eighty percent right if you do. And so I don't know what Jim's, you know, what he's talking about or blabbering about over here and the con and this and that. I don't think he knows himself. Uh, but the reality is we know that the blockchain technologies, for example, blockchain is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And as we talked about this on Wednesday with Yusko, and I think we asked him the question, you know, what is the value in the actual underlying cryptocurrencies of the blockchains? And, and you know, I think what he said was, and I kind of agree with him, is it depends. You know, certain blockchains need the cryptocurrencies to operate and there's value there in them. And other ones don't. Um, I think he was given the example of uh, SushiSwap or Uniswap, where the coin isn't really even needed, doesn't generate any income. So the real value is in just what people believe the value is. And that's a very dangerous thing because that's just pure speculation. So I want to be invested in, in cryptos that actually need to exist to, uh, to to grease the wheels, if you will, as he talked about, grease the rails and keep those blockchains running. And, and XRP, we know when the ODL, it does that. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not a con. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but um, yeah, he's nuts. He's off his, he's off his run. We are going to need a bigger rat snake or weasel index meter. I think we're going to have to make a bigger 100% Johnny. And one of the things that stuck out to me, Gonzo, is continually they put them all in the same category. FTT, Solana, Ethereum, XRP. It seems like the mainstream media groups them all together. And anybody who's educated in this space knows that's not the case. Not only do they operate differently, but they have different fundamental use cases. To, so to compare them, it's just a lack of research or a lack of knowledge. And that's what I think is so frustrating about the Jim Cramer clip. What, is it, what does it mean to you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, it's so misleading, right? It's like the same thing like when they say FTX and they correlate that to crypto, right? FTX was a centralized exchange that was a total Ponzi and fraud, um, you know, t done by a, a group of people, right, that were scam artists. It's the same thing what he's doing, right? He's grouping together a Dogecoin that it's a meme coin that now 
is getting popularity because it might get incorporated in Twitter. We'll see what happens, right? XRP, we all know what XRP does, right? Payments. Um, and then Solana, which is a layer one, right? And so he obviously hasn't done any research. So I can't tell if he's just stupid, right? Or he's purposely misleading just to kind of get the ratings, right? So he either gets the viewers that, that, that love him that watch and then the people that hate him still watch because they want to sit there and ridicule him. So sometimes I just feel like it's just an act just to get people going so that he gets ratings or whatever. Cause you really can't, I mean, you, you gotta imagine he's got this show. He's, he's probably got an education. He at least has people on his staff that do research and stuff for, for you to lump those all together. You're either really stupid or you're just a liar and you're misleading. So, I mean, you choose which one. Both are terrible, Gonzo, but we're going right to NFT Tones. NFT Tones, got to get some of your thoughts on Jim Cramer. And then we're going to break down how Coinbase is warning users to transfer their tether into USDC because that stablecoin can actually be trusted. Well, Jim Cramer, all I'm going to say is he's bamboozling us all. He's trying to convince people to go the opposite way. And I think it's kind of screwed up because a lot of people are going to follow that advice because most people don't know better. And so a lot of people are going to end up getting scared of the crypto market. And it's it's not right because a lot of people don't understand the fundamentals behind these coins. And so I feel like this is actually going to be big because a lot of people don't understand which side of the coin he's actually on. I actually believe that Jim Cramer is one of these guys who back in the early 2000s, before you could be called out for your misdirection, this was his job. He would tell people to buy the pump and so the large investors could dump on them. Now he actually gets called out because of social media. We can record these clips and keep track of it. And it's pretty interesting. I wonder if he's only got a couple of years left, but we got 202 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This is really interesting because Sam Bankman-Fried is officially going to be speaking to Congress I'm going to break down a couple of Twitter threads, then we'll go right back to the group. So Maxine Waters, a representative for the United States, said, based on your role as CEO and your media interviews over the past weeks, it's clear to us that the information you have thus far is sufficient for testimony. As you know, the collapse of FTX has harmed over a million people. Your testimony would not only be meaningful to members of Congress, but also critical to the American people. A couple of days went by and Sam Bankman-Fried actually took the time to respond yesterday. He said, I still don't have access to much of my data, professional or personal. So there's a limit of what I'd be able to say, and I won't be as helpful as I'd like to be. But as the committee still thinks it would be useful, I will testify on the 13th of December. And this is groundbreaking news, Johnny, because are they going to slap the cuffs on him the second he walks into this country? We won't know until we find out. But Johnny, I'm going to give that's more of a joke. I'm just kidding. Bro. What? Yeah, what did <laughs> you become of me? I didn't know. Gonzo, did you know that he was a comedian in his spare time? I had no idea. <laughs> we got to keep it interesting, right? We got to keep it oh, interesting. Why don't you go to a search on go search on Twitter and guess who? Sam, your boy SBF, there, mini man, mini Madoff, there is standing next to. You want to guess which senator he's standing next to? Maxine. Yeah, exactly. The one that's going to be questioning him. Like, you can't make this shit up. He donated her campaign for heaven's sake, or for not her, but the, 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 I mean, this is a, this is a joke. This is like, this is like, uh, some, the, some the, say that she's, some say that she's really pissed off and that she wants her pound of flesh out of him because he yeah, made her look bad. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll Did you read out. what I'm, she wrote? Did you read what I, she I don't wrote? Really Does that sound well, like she wants to pound the flesh? She's, oh, you have well, the experience. You have the knowledge. We need you to think. That does not sound like someone that's coming after that. Read, read that. Read that again. Right. Based you on your get, role, how nice she I, is. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You need to get him onto U.S. soil, right? So you're not going to tell him, hey, I'm going to grill you. We're going to throw you in handcuffs or whatever. You're not going to talk shit to him to try to get him on U.S. soil. 
you're you're going to sweet talk him. You're going to tell him everything Fair he wants point. to hear so you Fair can get point. him onto U.S. soil. And- but I, I believe you, know you Johnny. I think it's all rigged anyways, but it's going to be interesting, right? I, I can't wait to see it play out. Fair point. And you know what? I'll be the first one to do a monkey flip on this show in happiness if they slap the cuffs on him. But it ain't going to happen. So you guys aren't going to see Johnny Crypto do a monkey flip. But I will definitely Johnny, be a one. We always talk about keywords, right? And I think there are a couple of keywords in this third Twitter thread that I did, or third tweet that I did not read from this Twitter thread. She said, it's imperative that you attend our hearing on the 13th, which we are scheduled to continue hearings if there's more information to be shared later. So I thought that last tweet was so important because Verhoofty says clown world couldn't be more apparent to myself. I'm honestly sick of covering this story, Johnny. I feel like it's been endless FTX news. We get it. The gist of it was FTX took user deposits, put them in a huge pool of money. Alameda was pulling from that pool of money, leveraging that money, and they lost it. End of story. Fake money. Never. There was no real money. That's the whole it's just, problem. It feels redundant. It really it, does feel redundant. And unless they're going to slap the cuffs on him or give us something interesting to talk about, Cayman said it herself. This is a distraction. So I just want to give yeah. you four. No, no, I was going to say like, slap on him or cufflinks. That's about it. You ain't going to say Nike in a nice little suit. Or you're going to go on TV with his cufflinks. And he's not, nothing's going to happen to this kid. So, yeah, so but you know what? Abs, Abs brings up a really good point, though. Like, you know, it is a distraction. All of this is just noise. Because what we really should be focused on is whatever our investment thesis is and what we're going to do if something else goes under and we get the price points that we've been waiting for, right? What are we going to do about it, right? What is your investment thesis? The rest of all this is just drama and noise and a distraction, right? If Bitcoin does go to 9,000, 10,000, 11,000, whatever that is, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to continue to watch it? Or are you going to implement your investment thesis or your plan and you're going to start to like DCA in? Right, because like 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 Ab says, the rest of it is all just noise. This was all set up to most likely, as we've been saying on this show for the longest time, cryptocurrency bad, CBDC good, because all this did, and one of you guys said it rightfully correct that it's that the FTX isn't a crypto. Well, it was because they did create a coin too, but it was mainly an exchange. But it's just giving the entire crypto market a very bad name and a black eye a big black eye that it's trying to recover from right now. And the last thing I think the crypto market could withstand right now, it's on such a weak leg is another collapse like a USDT, but whatever that is, that's going to ultimately sink us down to rock bottom. I say, Johnny, and you want to see an interesting article right here. We're talking about exchanges being dangerous and we've got some really interesting proof of reserve from Coinbase, but I wanted to show you this video that came out yesterday from Gary Gensler he was asked what the SEC's main objective for 2023 is. You're going to get your answer. Here we go. Goals for crypto in 2023. What are your goals for crypto next year? I've got one goal is that these platforms, the exchanges, the lending platforms come into compliance. They can do that appropriately working with the SEC, <laughs> or we can continue on the course with more enforcement actions. And I would have to say that the runway is getting shorter. And that's what pretty much speaks for itself. Johnny, I'm going to give you the floor, and then we'll kick it to Gonzo. Well, there you go. You already know now what's going to happen. He literally revealed it. He told you what's going to happen. Because first of all, so he already told you what's going to happen. He's going to come after, you know, the companies like Nexo and the lending platforms and the exchanges, right, if they don't come into compliance. But here's the problem. Ask Ripple what happened when they went into the SEC and tried to get compliance. Not one time, not two times, not three times, five times. Ask Library. Pow! Slap them with a lawsuit. So who the hell is going to go work with the SEC 
when the precedent is you go work, you go into the office to go work with them. And the next thing you know, you don't get, you don't get, you don't walk out of there with an agreement. You walk out of there with a lawsuit. So that is the problem. And Gary has to fix that. If Gary wants them to come in and work, work with them, you know, I just got an email the other day from Nexo saying, we're going to cease existing in the U S operating. They literally said they have been trying to get compliance with the sec in the U S and they can't get it. So this is what I'm confused about. You hear Gary saying, I want you guys to come in and work with us and we're going to work with you. But then you hear the agent say, we're going in and working with them. We can't get an answer. So which one is it? Because he's not doing his job, Johnny. And and you, I think what's going to happen is he's going to eventually lose it, right? You, you've seen that, that letter that Congress drafted where they're going after him. They're going to serve him up. Like, I think his time is very limited. And the final blow is going to be the Ripple case. When he loses that, I think Congress will kind of have enough with this guy. Even though he's their puppet, they're going to serve him up, and I think he's going to lose his job, right? And I think the the final like blow will be the Ripple lawsuit, right? Because then it'll show you wasted all of this taxpayer money to sue this company that in the end you should have never sued. FTX happened under your watch. All these other things. You're going after Kim Kardashian, but you're meeting with SBF while he's funneling away customers' things or customers' assets and money. So um, I, I think eventually this dude's going to lose his job. 100% Gonzo. And we've got a really interesting update yesterday as a Democratic congressman, Richie Torres, has opened an investigation into how Gary Gensler has fundamentally failed as a regulator on FTX. You mentioned that he's failed at Ripple. He failed at FTX and the games are being exposed. But Johnny, what catches my attention is he's already stated he wants Janet Yellen's position. And we know these are unelected officials, right? So if Gary Gensler gets appointed to the U.S. Treasury's office, I can only imagine the impact that would have on not only crypto, but all the financial markets in the United States. So I'd love to get your comments there. Gary's not getting fired because they put him there to do exactly what they want him to do. And they're going to move him into the next role, whatever they want him to do, which you're already starting to hear. This is the second time we've heard this now that they're going to, you know, they're, they're just priming him for another role. Uh, look at how it works. They typically will put these guys in certain roles for a certain period of time and then move them into other roles. And that's probably what's going to happen with Gary. They'll put a little, get his feet wet a few years in here doing what he's doing. He's doing exactly what they want him to do. We know all along we've been saying it, that the U.S. has been slow in a, in a crypto adoption for a reason, but we don't know the reason, but we, we can see what's happening. We're not blind. We know that these companies, I mean, how many times has Bitcoin tried to go get ETF? How many times? Yeah. Like 14 and times? Several. Why? Remember right. that? Yeah. He said, so that, the, he said that they only allowed them to, uh, to open a futures ETF so that banks could short it so with leverage in the office. Yeah. Exactly. So the, that's, that's the only thing you got and you didn't get the other thing. Right. So the reality is you can see that there is no appetite in the U.S. to promote the growth of crypto. It's not there. But the facade is there to say, oh, yeah, come to the SEC. We'll work with you. But the problem is everybody goes to the FCC. It ain't happening. So just read the tea leaves, guys. It's just it's political theater, political theater at its best. And the and same, bank Freeman, same bank Freeman thing, whenever that Congress thing is more political theater. A hundred percent. And Gonzo, I know you have to run and we're on this article here, but just before you go, can you please give me some quick comments on the Tether news as Tether is stating that USDC is a trusted stablecoin and that Tether can't be trusted. They're, te they're allowing people to do free exchanges from Tether into USDC on their website. Johnny, I'd love to get some comments from you, but Gonzo, short on time, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, this is another stress test, right? So far, Tether has held up through all the FUD, through everything that's happened. I've said this before. I think they didn't have 
what they said they had at the beginning. They were even more shakier, but you, you've got to see in all the things that have happened in the middle of this bear market, they've held up. So what Coinbase is now doing, right, and it's super calculated, is they're testing them. They're seeing how much of, of liquidity they really have, right? They're testing that system to see if they break, right? So they're going for the jugular. So we're about to see if Tether's going to, if Tether makes it through this, bear market makes it through this, I, I think they're not going anywhere, right? Because they're about to get, Coinbase is like just the first, but you're going to see that other company that was shorting Tether, it's about to get tested. So if they don't have what they say they have, as far as backing assets, um, I think it could be in trouble, but they're about to get stress tests. I actually agree with Gonzo there. Oh, perfect. I, I, I agree with Gonzo there. Sorry, I was, um, where I do believe he's right. This is going to be a stress test for Tether. And it's, son of a gun, what's wrong with this stupid kid? And it's either going to pass it and it's going to make it through the beer run and we're never going to have to hear about Tether again or it's going to crash big time. One or the other, we're finally hopefully going to get our answer on Tether in the next three to six months. And if it's going to crash, well, you just freaking crash it already. Just crash the goddamn thing. Let's hit the freaking bottom. Let's see how low Bitcoin goes, 7,000, 10,000, wherever, because that's where the big boys are going to come in, scoop it up like crazy, because that's probably the, the last, that will most likely be the last leg down for sure if that happens. And then we can move on, and then we can get ready for a monster bull run that's going to come thereafter that's going to make all of us into multimillionaires and maybe even billionaires. Who knows? It's like we always talk about preparing our listeners for 2025, which we call the bull run of a lifetime, my friends. And we got 236 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. NFT Tones, we're going to come back to this article at the end of the episode because one of our listeners commented something very interesting, which is that power is shifting from the east back to the west. And we are seeing that firsthand yesterday as the leader in Saudi Arabia met with the king of, or the leader of China a move by Saudi Arabia to ditch the dollar would resonate well with the non-OPEC oil producers such as Russia, China, and the European Union, which have been calling for moves into diversity for global trade away from the dollar to dilute the U.S. influence over the global economy. This is terrifying. Anybody who doesn't know, 80% of all U.S. dollar transactions do not take place in the United States. They take place in oil trades. They take place overseas in Asia. And Johnny, I'm sure you can speak to this. What do you think about Saudi Saudi Arabia and China coming together and possibly moving away from the U.S. dollar and settling oil? It's a deadly, deadly blow to the U.S. economy and to U.S. as a nation if we are now using, uh, or for if those if they walk away from the dollar. And we already know that's happening. We already know it's a done deal. We already know that that's part of what the when the war happened or started with Russia and Ukraine, that 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 was the beginning of it. That was one of the reasons you saw instantly Russia walk away from the dollar after it got us, you know, uh, what's called. That is going to be extremely this will be extremely bad for all U.S. residents. Not good. Not good for the future of our children and our children's children, because I think the U.S. will be losing its power and status as the world reserve currency. And nobody knows what that means. But I'll tell you, I'm going to make your life easy. Go into Google and Google what happens if U.S. loses world reserve currency. You're going to see. It's already written. It's already documented what's going to happen to you. So be prepared. Go read it. Go understand it. And you'll see there's a couple things you could do. There's not much, but, you know, gold and silver are one of the key things. But go read that for all our listeners because I think it's so important that you're prepared for that because it's coming. 
And I think that illustration is perfect on this article, Johnny, burning U.S. dollar bills. It's a slow burn, but it's a burn that's been underway for over 75 years. NFT Tones, I'd love to get some comments here. Saudi Arabia and and China are coming together and possibly settling oil in something other than U.S. dollars. It's a dangerous time to be an American citizen. What does it mean to you, my friend? Yeah, this is really important. I've been preaching from the beginning. I've been telling all my friends that the U.S. dollar is going to be worthless. And I've been saying it over and over again. And this is just proving my point more and more. Ever since everything that happened with the war, with rubble being back to gold and the U.S. dollar not being back to gold, it was it's always been an alarming thing. And now that this is happening, it makes me even more worried. But it just proves my point even more that the U.S. dollar is losing its value and that we are, like Johnny Crypto said, we are possibly going to uh, lose uh, the world exchange. And so this is really, really important and something to pay attention to, because if we lose this, it's going to actually really hurt all of American citizens. And like he said, our kids and our future kids, our grandkids. So, I mean, it's definitely something to pay attention to. And it's very, very scary what's currently happening. Thank you so much, NFT Tones. When we got 244 live listeners joining us, show us some love, smash that like button, check out this breaking news as Crypto.com just released their proof of reserves data showing clients' assets are fully back. Johnny Crypto, finally, a positive news story around exchanges. We showed the negative sentiment that Gary Gensler is coming with in 2023. This could be a positive sign for Crypto.com holders. What do you think about this news, fully back reserves? Well, I'd like to see, are you going to go through the article or, or no? Is uh, well, it's breaking news. So there is no actual article. It's just one line that says they released their reserves. So the first thought that pops in my mind instantly is, okay, so you're saying it's, they're telling us uh, that it's fully back. So my first question is, is it? I'd like to see how long it's been fully backed. For example, we've seen stories where exchanges were sending money to other exchanges to make it look like they had balance on their books and then removing it a a week or a month later. So is it real or is it fake? Did somebody send them money to make the facade? Oh, Hey, look, we got a hundred billion dollars in the bank, you know, and then next week they got to give it back, send it back to them. Or is it really there? And it hasn't been there for a while. So, you know, that's the first thought that goes through my mind is, okay, are you fully back? Great. You say, yes. Okay. Now show me the data. Show me how, where, where are you fully back? I want to see the numbers. I want to see how long it's been sitting in your books, you know, and is it something that just got transferred in a hundred billion last week or has it been there for, you know, a year? That great point. Great point, Johnny. And we actually had evidence of that in the past. Remember, I believe it was Coinbase who transferred $400 million worth of Ethereum to Gemini or some other small exchange. Then yep. they used that as proof of reserves and transfer that Ethereum right back to Coinbase only eight days later. So that's just, we've seen it in the past. I'm sure we'll see it again. So I go, so when I see a head like this, a headline like this, I don't believe it because you do this bullshit. It could be bullshit or it could be real. We don't know because there's not enough information here. And that's why I was asking you, I was wondering if they were going to say, Oh yeah, it's had a hundred billion and it's been there for a year. You know, that's the kind of stuff you want to be for our listeners out there. When you see headlines like this, don't take the headline uh as uh the holy grail dig deeper ask questions do the research and look into it and i'm guessing that maybe some of our uh our warrior maniacs will get out there and look at the addresses and see you know if crypto.com really does have that money in its reserves that would be great if they did abs and to, to and then i would agree with you that this would be finally some good positive news 
I mean, it it wouldn't be too difficult. They can, you can trace everything back and people will eventually do it. People will figure out how much uh, crypto.com truly has as proof of reserves. And it wouldn't surprise me if, to be honest, if it's lower than what they're actually saying, because I feel like no exchange has actually been able to actually keep a one-to-one besides finance, I think. So, I mean- Oh, sorry, Tones. Yeah, bro, Mike, you're spot on. I want to see the audit from a third party auditor that that uh, that that, you know, that the money's there. Right. And not just them self auditing themselves, but show me a third party. And you know what? That's part of what regulation does. Right. It would force all of these companies apps to do an audit and then to share that audit. And that's what this industry needs right now. Badly. And now they're all out there. Oh, hey, look, here's our reserves. Okay, but where's your audit? How long has the money been there? Where did it come from, right? That's the kind of shit we want to know. 100%. Johnny, and what I think is so interesting about this entire narrative is it's just a large move towards regulating this market. And exchanges are going to play a pivotal role. As much as we'd like to call the the market decentralized, even assets like Bitcoin, for the everyday person, it's almost impossible to buy these things without going to a centralized exchange. Now, I understand there are decentralized exchanges, but there's an educational process you got to go through before you can even become comfortable with this stuff. I think all of us getting into this market were initially overwhelmed with the amount that you have to learn when it comes to custodying your own crypto, getting comfortable with exchanges, learning that some ledgers, you need a memo, others, you don't need a tag. There's a lot of nuances within this market, but we're about to play a really interesting clip from Kevin O'Leary yesterday as it came out that he made $15 million for promoting FTX. Now he's got some bold claims in regards to Sam Bankman-Fried. We're going to let the short clip play and go back to the group. Here we go. Did you ask Lo about the relationship between Alameda and FTX? At that time, at that time, Alameda was just another account in FTX, okay? By the way, not just another account. At some point, it might have represented close to 50% of the business that was even on FTX. And there is where I call you up and say, how do you know that if you have no records? And my whole point about this is all of these allegations, all these claims, all this sandbag and free took money out, took it in, whatever. Nobody knows because there's no Data. That data, as I learned, according to Sam, is sitting on a server backed up on AWS. Right now, all roads lead to John Ray, it seems. Sam says he can flip the switch. I need that data. I can't go get the money unless I have the data where it went. Johnny, I'm not sure if you have comments there. I got some of my own, but I want to give you the floor. What do you think about Kevin O'Leary making these bold statements? And I want to remind our listeners, I have an interesting article. I'm kicking it right to you, Roto. He made $15 million and he lost ten. He's up $5 million regardless of what he lost. So I just want to throw that in there. What are your thoughts right up? Exactly. There we go. Again, all political theater. He's an actor. That's how you should view it. In my opinion, he's, you know, he's on TV. That's what he does. And, you know, he's not telling you that he made $5 million though. You didn't have to talk about that, did you? Exactly. Right. So, you know, and then to say that, yo, you know, hey, okay, you're going to tell me that you're going to get involved with something and guys like him aren't going to have a team that does the research. Is it going to know that they didn't have a CFO, that they didn't have an accounting department, and that Alameda owned 50% of their assets? Really? Come on, Kevin. You're a very smart guy. You became a billionaire. Nah, dude. I, you, know, you know what? Somebody asked the question, is Kevin O'Leary on the rat snake weasel? Let's see where Kevin O'Leary is. So, you know, Kevin and Kyle, wait, 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 some- I want you to show that, but this is going to play a role. This is only a 20-second clip, and you're going to want to see this before you crank that uh, index. So here we go. I 
Oh, yes, I'm saying the words. Why? Because your 15 million didn't pan out that you, that's a lot of money. They just picked a paid spokesperson. First of all, he was shocked that he said the actual number, 15 million. You usually don't call people out on live television, even if you're right. You don't see them talk about people's money. But Kevin was shocked. And then he went on to say, how could he have known? He did his due diligence and Sam lied to him as well. So pretty interesting stuff. But Johnny, I'm going to give you the floor. You know, obviously that he didn't do good due diligence if he got lied to by that that other snap rat snake weasel you know we had kevin kind of low on the scale you know kind of in the you know greenish kind of well you don't see the green because of the green screen but um you know we had him low on the scale because you know it the reality was we thought he was coming around and coming to crypto but now let's see where he lands da, 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 da. yeah he's in the rat snake weasel category he's right there very very high up on the scale there's only a few people above him. You got Kramer above him. You got Mini Madoff, Fraud Man above him. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and and our man, well, I'm not even going to go our man with the SEC. But, yeah, dude, it's it's bad that, you know, these guys are finding themselves up on the top end of the rat snake weasel scale. But, you know, I just call them out for what they are. And if they yeah. act with integrity, then they won't make the scale. I, I think we need a rat snake. Ah, rat, rat, ooh. Rat snake weasel emoji. That is what needs to come next. Talk yeah, to Elon Musk. We got to Elon. Elon, yeah, Elon's good. I don't think Elon's watching our show yet, but Elon, if you're watching, app. I need a rat snake weasel icon. Would you? Can you All right, guys. It? I want to get into this Ripple news before the end of our episode because we got some pretty bold statements from lead Ripple lawyer Stuart Alderati in regards to some of the false claims about XRP. But before we get into that, we got 252 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto is asking for a larger RSW index because that dial is getting very full, my friends. But let's dive into this news. Yesterday, Stuart Alderati called out Coindesk, a media outlet that we like to use on our show, for promoting false information around the XRP lawsuit. He said, I'm glad even the distractors recognize the SEC's investigation to come and register, like trying to make a Ford Model T into space. If you're going to try and debunk Ripple's legal positions, at least understand them first. And I think that's a great analogy because the Howey test was initially created in 1933 and our current financial system was created in 1971. So Johnny, this litigation is not only outdated, but the actual technology is, and he's saying it's like trying to get a Ford Model T into space. So any quick comments there? And then I'm going to show our listeners a really interesting update on Ripple and central bank digital currencies. <laughs> I love this guy, Stuart, man. That is freaking classic. Just call them right out, right to the T. He's so spot on that, you know, that's so true. If you're going to come out and you're going to bash somebody, anything, and anything you do in life, guys, don't be an ignorant critic, all right? I hate that shit. Don't, and don't, you don't even have to judge people. But if you're going to, you better goddamn know your facts first. You better come out and know what you're going to say. You're going to look retarded, okay? And so for him to come out, at least he's right. Make sure you know the legal positions. Make sure you understand it. Otherwise, you can't talk intelligently. You just look like a moron. And to me, it's just a complete waste of time. So good. I love Stuart, man. Good for him. Love how he's calling them out. Definitely, you know, when I think of the rat snake weasel, we can finally, we got somebody in the green there, you know, on the other end of the, you know, that, that obviously he's just doing his job. But yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. time. It only took 205 episodes, Johnny, before we found somebody who was on the green end of that. On index. the green end. <laughs> it took a while. This news was circulating yesterday, and you're going to love this. NFT Tones, I'd love to go to you first on this article. I'm going to read through this entire Ripple ad that they put in the Wall Street Journal just a couple of days ago, and you're going to see why we're reading through this entire thing. 
So Ripple said, think crypto is none of your business. Think again. The world has changed, but finance hasn't changed with it. It's not fast enough. It's not efficient enough. And it's not innovative enough. If you've had enough of not enough, then you're ready for our new approach. You're ready for money that moves across borders in seconds, not days. You're ready for markets that never close. And you're ready for central banks with advanced digital currencies. You're ready for a transformation era in finance. And you're ready for cryptocurrency. Johnny, fascinating that they would say you're ready for central bank digital currencies in a Ripple ad in the United States. Speaks for itself. But let's go to you and then Tones. What's it mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, subliminal programming on it at its best. I mean, we, we've always felt that Ripple was going to be involved in CBDCs or, or some form of digital currency. And uh, that's just you know, them, I think, pushing out the idea that, hey, this is coming and that they're, you know, at the forefront. We know that, you know, I think it was, I forgot who we had on, maybe it was Crypto Lulu that was talking about there's only really two types of, and I'm not sure that he was right on that or entirely true. But there's at least two cryptos that we know can provide liquidity, being both uh, XLM and XRP, right? And I think there's a third one, too, now that I was reading the other day that could do it. But anyway, yeah. So to me, it's just, just kind of setting the stage for, I think, of what's coming. The problem is, Abs, how many people think read the paper nowadays? Maybe well, 12, I think this, this maybe Twitter people. This, you, this you, advertisement, it's getting more views on Twitter than it probably did in the Wall Street Journal. I was going to say, yeah, like there's maybe 12 people that read a newspaper. Like ask NFT Tones if he even knows what a newspaper is. No, no, you, read one. You're taking my lines over here. Stop, stop. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. The floor is yours. <laughs> All right, so I was, I was going to say, can we get some ones and twos in the chat? Ones in the chat if you read the newspaper every day. Twos if you don't, because I goddamn know. Nobody is picking up a newspaper. How old is, are these news? Why would you even put a goddamn ad in a newspaper? I'm sorry. You would better off put it on TV or in a magazine. Anything else but a newspaper? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, 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 look. We got some twos. People read the newspaper. Tones, look twos, at that. Twos, twos means what? no reading newspaper. Oh, one no reading. Oh, one yeah. means read new. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we got a lot of twos. Yeah. Hey, Note yeah. Army. Shout out to Note Army. He reads the newspaper every day. So shout out and to that Susie. one. Susie, Yabro, yeah, Mike, and let's see who else. And Mr. Wright. And Mr. Wright out there also reading. But we got some pretty interesting news for our listeners as well. I wanted to show an update on Matic, which has been performing decently strong during this bear market. Maddox price has been surging due to a collaboration with Starbucks, allowing users unique opportunities through the purchase of their NFTs and NFT tone. Since we have you on the episode, what do you think about Matic being a potential competitor to Ethereum? We always talk about how the XRPL is going to dominate NFTs. Do you think Polygon could be another competitor in this space? Yo, yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, look at, I mean, look, so what I love about this is Starbucks is actually pushing Polygon. And what's the fantastic thing about this? Thank you, Susie. Fantastic thing about this is that there's going to be a lot more reward programs and reward stuff coming to the blockchain. And I feel like all these reward stuff is going to push all these blockchains to go further and further because a lot of people don't understand that the future of NFTs are going to be reward and loyalty programs. And I really feel like that is it's going to be big. 100% tones. And I know that was a short segment on NFTs, but you're going to love this video we have prepared next. Regulation is coming to the forefront and we called 2023 the year of institutional adoption. This video plays a role. This video is going to show you how the United States is planning on regulating crypto and a lot of the hypocrisy that's right in front of our eyes. So here we go. Mr. Bernanke, if you don't mind, would you tell me whether or not you do your own shopping at the grocery store? 
Yes, I do. Okay, so you're aware of the prices. But, you know, this argument that prices are going up about 2%, nobody believes it. You know, the old CPI says prices are going up at 9%. They believe this. And people on fixed income, they're really hurting. The middle class is really hurting because their inflation rate is very much higher than the government tries to tell them. And that's why they lose trust in government. You took over the Fed in in 2006. I have a, a silver ounce here. And this, this ounce of, uh, of silver back in 2006 would buy over four gallons of gasoline. Today, today it'll buy almost 11 gallons of gasoline. That's preservation of value. And that's what, that's what the market has always said should be money. M- money comes into effect in a natural way, not in a, an edict, not by fiat, by governments declaring it, it, is, it is money. You know, as much as I would like to do something with the Fed, I say the Fed's going to self-destruct eventually anyway when the money, when the money's gone. But why, why wouldn't we legalize competing currencies? Why can't couldn't people save, put, put this in a mattress and get four or five times as much of the value in a few years? So the record of, of, of what you've done in the last six years is destroy the value of real money. First of all, Good to see you again. <laughs> um, just one word on the inflation. Um, of course, those numbers are constructed by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, not by the Fed. They're independently constructed, and I think they're done in a very serious and thoughtful way. Um, on alternative currencies, um, nobody prevents you from holding silver or gold if you want to. It's perfectly legal to do that. And you're also happy to, it's also perfectly fine to. Um, hold other currencies, uh, euros or yen or whatever else. So in that respect, you can do that. And, and I'd be happy to talk to you about uh, but, it. But Mr. Chairman, that's not money. I mean, when you pay taxes to buy a coin or you have capital gains tax, when it's not, if you have to settle a lawsuit, it's always settled in depreciating federal reserve notes. It's never settled in, in the real contract. Johnny, and that's the biggest point there. Every single time the Fed has issued a dollar, it's depreciated every other existing dollar. And this is a problem that you can't reverse when you have a deflation or inflationary currency. While you talk, I'm going to pull up a price chart of what the dollar has done over the past hundred years. Pretty much speaks for itself. Yeah, that's going to be a frighteningly scary chart. We've all seen it. It's just like a, it's like a brick falling off a building straight down for the most part it's very scary uh and unfortunately that is um <clears throat> the reality of what we've seen at the end of the day but he's spot on you know we've been saying this for a while silver and gold the reason why you want to have them in your portfolio is because they preserve your capital appreciation so uh, you know back in 1920s or 30s a one ounce gold coin would have bought you a really really nice suit Today, a one-ounce coin still buys you a very, very nice Armani $2,000 suit, right? So the value of gold has kind of stayed flat, if you will, or it's kept its value because that's theoretically what you would expect the paper currency to do if it was backed by gold. It shouldn't look like that. It should be what it was when it started, and it should still be just a flat, straight line. (laughs) And, And theoretically, you know, you'd still be paying 12 cents for a gallon of milk and, you know, eight cents or 12, 15 cents for a gallon of gas, right? It would still be that same number. The only reason why it's not is because of this picture, because you printed so much money and devalued it that now you need more of it to buy you the same thing. Like, like Jessica says, did my house get any better? Does a gallon of gasoline do anything different in 2022 
than it did in 1987? No. So, in fact, it's worse because they had ethanol in it. So it still does the same thing. So why shouldn't you be paying the same price? Well, you are. But you're paying the price of it in an inflated value, a loss of valuation because of your, your government behaviors and the way they and the monetary policies that we have. Thank you so much, Johnny. And let's get right back into some XRP content because we got some very bullish news from a former CFTC commissioner just yesterday. He said the future of banking finance of money itself is going to be digital and it's going to be tokenized based on blockchain. And this is a really interesting clip because it plays into XRP. Here we go. Sovereign or non-sovereign, some combination of the two, the future of banking, finance, and money itself is going to be digital. It is going to be token-based. It's going to be blockchain-based. The question is, how, just as I did at the CFTC, let's not sit back and let this innovation pass us by. Let's engage with it. Let's get the balance right between privacy and national stability and law enforcement. And Gary Gensler is doing the complete opposite of that. But I don't want to focus on too much negative news for today. Johnny, there was an interesting clip right here that we had. Sam Bankman-Fried and his lawyers have failed to respond to the Senate Banking Committee's request to testify at the hearing next Tuesday. One, This person and Senator Toomey in a joint statement said they would continue to work to have him appear before Congress. Wanted to follow that up because that's just another live update. But what did you think about the XRP news we had here Obviously, we know ISO compliance is already underway, but this is the CFTC commissioner mentioning everything is going digital. Yeah, I mean, he's spot on. We, we, Ed, The whole world is telling us that. There's no surprise here in terms of what's coming. And again, these are the kinds of things that get me excited is to know that we're already positioned. You know, most of us who have been investing here in crypto for a year or two are positioned in these technologies. And the question is going to be which one of these will benefit when the adoption, and I should say not only the adoption, but the mass adoption of this happens when it does, what does that mean? And that's what nobody knows. That's the question. Crypto, Crypto Lulu had his opinion. Mark, you know, had his opinion. I mean, nobody really knows what the valuation of these cryptos are going to be of these underlying blockchain technologies and if they're even going to go up or not. We don't we don't know. The, th the thought process is they will absolutely as the as the use case and demand for them goes up that's what i'm counting on but that's what we need to see and that's going to be a, a whole new world of where we're going and you would just imagine that the demand for some of these cryptos is going to go through the roof and that's going to drive up appreciation nft tones i'd love to get some quick comments and then we're going to close this episode out with a tether article yeah, I definitely feel like this is huge. I mean, we've all said it from the beginning that everything's going to be tokenized. I mean, look at uh, the medical records now are being tokenized. We now will have probably licenses, uh, card uh, deeds, a bunch of things are going to become tokenized. I mean, it's only a matter of time before we see everything on the blockchain. And I think that this is really just a huge step forward for us. Thank you, NFT Tones. And we got 241 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, I'd love for you to show our listeners the smartest way to track your cryptocurrency. And then we're going to dive into our last article that we have planned for today as Tether could be the black swan event that we've been talking about. So that being said, floor is yours, Roto. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. 
You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and totals since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com, that's MerlinCrypto.com, and sign up for early access for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Honey, really quickly, side note, anytime we unmute, we get an echo when we play the ad. So just really quickly, but I want to get into this article here, and we're going right to you, my friend, as Coinbase takes a shot at Tether, encouraging users to switch to USDC. We've seen a large stablecoin war playing out all over the world as Binance actually announced that they would be removing USDC from their platform. So an interesting games being played. A United States cryptocurrency exchange, Coinbase, has asked its customers to convert their Tether into USDC, a cryptocurrency backed by Circle and co-founded by Coinbase in 2018. The cryptocurrency exchange suggested that USDC is a more secure alternative in the wake of the FTX collapse. And it also attempted, sorry, exempted any fee on the conversion of USDT into USDC on its platform. We believe that USDC is a trusted and reputable stablecoin, so we're making it more frictionless to switch. Starting today, we're waiving fees for global retail customers converting your Tether into USDC. Johnny Crypto, really quick uh, insight on Tether's audit that happened earlier in November. Tether published its last quarterly attention on November 10th, just days before the exchange filed for bankruptcy, the exchange being FTX. 82% of Tether's reserves were held in cash, cash equivalents, and other short-term deposits as of September 30th, 2022. And this is concerning, 82%. I mean, Yusko hinted at this the other day that there may be a fractionalized buyback if they aren't fully backed. And that could hint to it here. What does it mean to you that USDT is being you know, shifted away from and USDC is being trusted? Well, the interesting thing here is you're seeing a battle between the two exchanges, right? Didn't we just say that Binance is supporting USDT and... Uh, Coinbase is playing USDC, and I believe there's bigger players behind the Coinbase and USDC um, uh, coins. So for me, this has me actually very worried for Binance, because if Binance is going to go against USDC and and the big boys are behind that one, Binance is going to be a target. Don't be surprised if something. I mean, again, I have no clue, no insight. It's just my my brain thinking here that maybe. Maybe, you know, if Tether goes down, then Binance is going to go down with it. And that would be horrendous for this market. Horrendous. And I think Toad said it earlier or somebody said it on this show, you know, what if Binance went down and, you know, didn't really give it any thought until right now when thinking about them being tied to USDC, that could be a huge blow, not only to the crypto space. You know, if Tether goes down, it takes Binance down with it. Oh, my God. You might see $2,000 Bitcoin. Oh, no, that would be really bad. 100%, so. Johnny. And I want to break down the stablecoin war before we kick it to NFT tones here, as there's a growing stablecoin war among crypto exchanges. Coinbase request to convert USDT to USDC comes just a couple of months after Binance, another global player, cuts support for USDC, leading to a drop of $3 billion in the market cap of the Coinbase-founded stablecoin. So it's really important to remember two things. One, BlackRock invested $400 million into the backing of USDC just six months ago. And two, Coinbase helped found this stablecoin back in 2018. So NFT Tones, close us out for today. What do you think about this news? USDC, can we trust it? 
I definitely think we can trust USDC. I mean, like Johnny Crypto said, there's a lot of big money behind it, a lot of big players behind it. And personally, I mean, it's just you you it's hard to trust any of these coins because they're all algorithmic stable coins, right? So it, it's just it makes it difficult. You kind of want a coin that's backed by something. And so the only coin I believe that is that way is USDC, right? Abs? Okay. So 100%, yep. Yeah, so you want a coin that is backed and that leaves you with USDC. USDT is an algorithmic stable coin and we saw what happened to those. And so you really, really need to be careful what you put your money into. Just remember, not financial advice. And like I said earlier, be very careful with what exchanges you put your money into because you never know. Binance could end up uh, falling and you don't want to be sitting there because then you won't be able to withdraw. And that's why I was happy to show the Coinbase or sorry, crypto.com news as they release their proof of reserves. I'm sure on Monday, we're going to have greater detail to show for our listeners. But if they are proving that those assets are backed one to one, it could be a great indicator that crypto.com is a trusted exchange that even after regulation may survive the onslaught of Gary Gensler. And we had a really interesting update earlier this week as Michael Saylor said that all cryptocurrencies are operating as unregistered securities. It seems that the CEO of the New York Stock Exchange parent company, agreed johnny crypto he said nearly all cryptocurrencies will be regulated as securities love to get some closing remarks here only about a minute left what do you think about this do you think inevitably they try and regulate all cryptos as securities yeah I, that's the fear right i think at the end of the day that that's what we're 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 hearing and we're seeing that there's a possibility that uh who was saying that well what michael saylor was saying right he was saying yep. that he thinks all cryptocurrencies other than I don't know if he included Ethereum. Bitcoin. I think yeah, he was, he's not just Bitcoin. He was just Bitcoin. Yeah. Which, listen, let's be honest. Like, Bitcoin is not a security, right? We know that it wasn't offered by any one single entity to make, right? It was so that that's true. Um, but do we want to see them all again? Remember how the law works: is you can launch something that can initially appear as a security, but within it has six months or so to then no longer be a security which I think is the case for a lot of these cryptos abs. I think it, I think when they were launched, they could have been launched under the, <coughs> under the feeling or concept that it could be a security. But as long as they, within, I think, six months or a year, and I don't know the exact law, how it works, they, they, they operate outside of that realm, like XRP is, where now it's a currency, then it, it, shouldn't, it's, it shouldn't be a security. So to answer your question, the long answer, sorry, guys, is no, I don't think every single cryptocurrency should be considered a security. Do I think some are? Yeah, I think some still will be. Um, you know, if there's no use case and they aren't being used as a currency, like, you know, a transaction or something, then then yeah, I think there is that piece of it there. So, but how, who decides that? And what the, you know, this is where we need regulation and it's going to be CFTC versus SEC. This is going to yep. be a nightmare if we don't get a separate agency to do this. Thank you so much, Johnny. And we're going to close this episode out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to NFT Tones. And thank you to Super G, also known as Longo. We've got 229 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 71 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.